Are you ready to let go of your fears and limiting beliefs? Ready to live in the moment? Ready to live a positive life by creating new habits? You're in the right place. Join us every week at the Reinvent Yourself to Greatness with Sahar show to learn how to create the happy life you always wanted and deserve now. Okay, good morning, everyone. Um, thank you all for being here this morning. It's, uh, I'm excited about this. Um, as you know, my name is Sahar Andrade, and I am a diversity, um, inclusion, and leadership consultant, speaker, and trainer. And I, today we thought about putting something about assertiveness, specifically now in COVID, where a lot of people are not trying to be nice and, and we are trying to be kind to everyone. But at the same time, when that happens, sometimes we cannot be as assertive as we should be. And like I always say, boundaries make great relationships. So today, what we are gonna be talking about is actually how to be assertive. And assertiveness will, is one of the great leaders of, uh, one of the great characters of a great leader. So I'm gonna start um, sharing my screen. Vico here is gonna be uh, kind of going through the chat and if there is any questions. And just to let you know, when I share my screen on full screen, I cannot uh, necessarily see your faces, but I'll go back and forth and we're gonna be watching um, uh, the chat as it goes. And we are going from now till 11.15. So welcome, sit tight, and let's start it. Okay, so we're talking about how to build your assertive skills and self-esteem. And what's not assertiveness? What are the challenges? What are the benefits? We're gonna talk briefly about the different kinds of behaviors like passive, aggressive, passive, aggressive, and assertive, how to do it. I'm going to share two assertive techniques with you. I mean, there are plenty, but because of the time, I'm going to share only two with you, and I'm going to give you some solutions or basically a plan on how you can start being assertive, applying it from today. So one of the things that we can all say that we are guilty of is saying yes all the time or always till we know that we shouldn't say yes all the time right so why do we always say yes because as human beings we just want to be nice not only that we want to be liked so we believe if we say no people are start gonna not like us or even reject us or dislike us or talk about us in behind our back oh my god she thinks she's all that and that's why she doesn't want to help or he doesn't want to help. But there is a downside to this niceness, you know, that when we do that, we are putting more on our plate. When, remember that when you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. Because at the end, we all have 24 hours. And at the end, we all carry the same plate that has so much capacity. So whenever we say yes, we are adding to this capacity and it can make us sink. So that's why we need, when we say yes to something, we have to make sure that whatever we are saying no to is not important or crucial to our life. And usually we have a tendency not to care about our needs and our wants, personal needs and wants, and just cater to other people. And that's why we keep saying, yes, especially family. 
And I'm going to say why, because specifically in women, it comes from cultures, from different cultures where we have to respect everything and anyone without questioning, specifically in cultures that have the power distance. And we kind of sacrifice ourselves, our needs, because, you know, my children uh, are more important than what I think. Uh, my family uh, comes first. And I want to remind you that unless you take care of yourself and unless you are solid, you know, unless you have a very strong uh, life that you are leading, you cannot care or help anyone else. And I always want to remind you of when you are on a plane, they tell you in the directions when you get on the plane, put the oxygen mask on you first, then on your child. It's not the other way around. Because if you're not aware, if you're not conscious, if you're not okay, you're not going to be taking care of everybody else. Like I always say, you cannot help people have electricity in their homes when you don't have enough money to pay for your own utility bill. And remember also, you cannot give what you don't have. So in, and sometimes in our mind, we relate power and being assertive or standing up for yourself or even the wealth that comes with that as be considered ruthless, pushy, or strident. And sometimes when women, specifically women, and specifically women that are in leadership positions, and when they are assertive and when they stand their ground, people look at them, oh my God, they, they think they are all that. And sometimes we hear the, the, the B word, you know, for a woman that is just assertive and stands her ground. And, and some part is us too thinking that if I'm going to be assertive, people are going to think I'm too aggressive or I'm too pushy. And, and this is something that we need to start thinking about. So other reasons why we say yes is we, our cultures are as women in general, is that we don't think about ourselves first. And we think that if we brag, and brag is just part of branding, by the way, and we all have a brand. But if we say, I accomplished this, or I did this, or this is what I want, then it's not acceptable. And when we do that, it becomes our self-prophecy. And our self-image becomes based on how others perceive, perceive us. And sometimes it has nothing to do with our personal reflection or who we are. But we start believing it, and it gets into us, and sometimes we feel drowning. You know, just because we need to live up to that expectation or these perceptions of other people. So what does that do? It brings low self-esteem because we have a constant fear of criticism. Fear somehow controls our life. And as we know, fear comes in, is a chameleon and it comes in many, many shapes, like more than 150. One of them is the fear of being judged, fear of being rejected, fear of being criticized, uh, fear of being ridiculed. And that's why no matter why we run and we say, yes, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, because I'm the nice person. And also, when we say no, especially if we're not used to say no, and if we're not used to have these boundaries, it triggers stress inside of us, because we are scared of resentment or frustration and the more we get frustrated, the more our temper builds up and anxiety increases with stress and it can lead to depression on the long time, on the long run. 
And depression also will work against self-esteem. This is actually a study that the University of California in San Francisco found out. The stress is, will relate to our own self-resentment, to frustration, to anger build up, to anxiety and depression, and that depression will actually affect our self-esteem. And again, when you say yes, you might say no to something else. So what is self-esteem? Self-esteem is confidence that you know that you're gonna get through whatever you have to go through and get out okay. And it's very important in these time, in the COVID time, where we have been faced with the biggest challenge that we will ever face, that probably the whole population on this earth got faced with, because no one ever went through what we're going through right now. So there is a lot of uncertainty going on, and that's why our confidence or our self-esteem can be affected. But be, if we have that already built self-esteem or we are working towards it, what happens is that we know that we're gonna be okay of it. And I know that all of us are going up and down because we are all going through some kind of a grief process and we all are suffering from some kind of micro losses. So it's human to go up and down, but as long as the base that you know you're gonna go through it and not catastrophize everything is like, oh my God, we're all gonna die, you're gonna be okay. Self-esteem also is trusting that your future or who you will be in the future, you will know what to do and what to go through. And most importantly, that you believe deeply that you have the right and you deserve to be happy. So you need to trust your future self. And to do that, you have to build that self-esteem from now moving forward. So assertiveness in very simple words is, is in between being a bully and a doormat. So there is, there is uh, when you have aggressiveness on one side and assertiveness in one side, when you put them together, that common thing in the middle is what we call basically having assertive communication skills. And this is what we want to aim for. Because some people relate assertiveness to aggressiveness or the other way around. So we're going to explain what's the difference between aggressiveness and assertiveness today. So assertiveness is a skill that you actually can learn it and you can build on it. And it's not a personality. And it's, it's a style of behavior that you have. In very short terms, assertiveness is the ability to say no in a positive way. So there are certain ways that you can say no in a positive way. For example, you can say no followed by an explanation. Like if someone asks you to do something that you feel is going to make you feel uncomfortable, you can say, I'm actually uncomfortable doing this because. But you start with no. Or you say no, then you clarify your reasoning without making excuses. Like if someone is trying to put something more on your plate, if someone is trying to tell you, like, I want you to do this task too today and finish it today, you can say, you know what, my schedule is full, you know, and, and that's it. And you can stop it as that, as not making excuses. And some of, the, some of us, or at least when I even used to work in corporate, if I had a boss that will come and will just put stuff on my desk one after the other, 
with time, I learned that I can't deliver all that in that, in that short deadline. So I would go in a very respectful way and say, um, thank you for trusting me with these projects. Um, I know that you want these three projects to be done by this time. Can you please give me your priority list so I can start with the most important one? This way, your boss sometimes might have not even realized that they give you all that to do. And also when you do that, you're putting the ball in their corner. They take the responsibility of which one you start with instead of you starting with something and then they tell you, oh, this was the least important for you to do. So being assertive is, again, standing up for yourself without, again, without making excuses. Or you can say no, then give an alternative. Like if I come to you and tell you, I need you to do this for me now, I can tell you I'll be happy to do it only after 3 p.m. And that's it, you don't need to give excuses. And, and throughout the presentation today, I want you to remember one thing, that no is a full sentence. No doesn't need anything behind it. No, again, is a full sentence. And I'm gonna repeat that throughout the presentation today. Or you can repeat the request in your own words and they say no. These are four simple ways where you can say no in a positive way. And I need to remind you also that it's gonna be difficult for you if, if everybody is used to you saying yes to everything and you're gonna start to change, people might like look at it in a way that is like, oh, what's wrong here? Did, did something get into your head or you feel like you are above everybody? So these are things that we would call growing pains going through it. So assertiveness is basically standing for yourself while considering the rights and opinions of others without compromising rights of either persons, of you or of them. So it's basically you, you put, uh, you draw a line in the sand where you know your rights and you know what you want, but at the same time, you are respecting and considering the rights and opinions of others. So you stand up for your right so you don't, you are not being taken advantage of. And this way, when people start criticizing, you know, how you're standing up for yourself, you detach yourself from it because you know your boundaries. Boundaries make the best relationships. You need to have boundaries with your significant others, with your spouses, with your siblings, with your colleagues, with your bosses, including boundaries with yourself. Boundaries are healthy. Boundaries are where people know where to stop. And the more assertive you are and the more you practice your assertiveness, people will know where you stand. Sometimes they might not like it because it's not to their liking, but they will respect the fact that they know where you stand. And they will know exactly who you are because you're going to be genuine that like this is the end of it. So one of the things that we need to start with in assertiveness is to start thinking about our non-negotiables. Our non-negotiables are basically the values that we have. They could be one, it could be one value, it could be three, it could be five. So I want you to think for a second and, if you, and write it down. What are three to five values that is live or die for you? That no matter what will happen, 
you're not gonna pass that line in the sand. What are three to five values that are your non-negotiables? Like for example, I had a client that wanted me to do training for diversity and inclusion. And I started with it and, and basically uh, I love what I do. So I, I start a conversation and sometimes it's not a very comfortable conversation, but that we need to have. So the client came to me and he said, you know what? I just want you to say yes to everything. It's like whatever they say is correct. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I'm not someone that you hire just to put a box because one of my values that live or die for is integrity. And I don't do this just for the money. Don't get me wrong. Money is very important, but integrity is more important to me. And we actually had to, I had to basically fire the client because in a very amicable and respectable way, but I would never be a box just to check. So this was my assertiveness. This was my line that was drawn in the sand because it touched my non-negotiables. So it starts with what are your negotiables, your non-negotiables. So some questions, and I want you to take a couple of minutes to think about that. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes. Can you remember a situation where you should have spoken out for yourself or take a stand either for you or for someone else and you failed to do that? How did it feel? Maybe write a couple of words about that. How did it feel? So, so now we're going to start talking about the difference between aggressiveness, passiveness, passive, aggressive, and, and all that. So the first thing is what is aggressiveness? Aggressiveness is basically bullying. Okay. So aggressiveness is the a response that has a hostile component, no respect, no empathy for the need of others. It's like basically my way or the highway. And sometimes it uses fear and intimidation. And it's about being pushy. It's basically aggressiveness is bullying. And we're going to talk about how does it look in communication. Then passive person is a person that will avoid conflict at all costs. They don't want to be, they won't be light. You know, they don't want to have anything. Oh, I don't want to look like the person that is the troublemaker. I don't want to be that person that people look at making problems. So I will give away my needs. I will give away my rights. You know, because in my head, deep inside, I might be thinking that my needs and wants are inferior to other people and that I might be even less valuable to other people. So when we are passive, we are actually permitting, giving the authorization for other people to take advantage of us by violating our own rights. And usually passiveness is an indication of low self-esteem. Then comes passive aggressive, and this is the worst part of it. I mean... I'm sure that we all met passive aggressive people and passive aggressive people is people that do not act or react right away, but they build it and then they become very resentful and they could be exposed later on, explode later on, or they can go behind your back and start a whole gossiping things. But in your face, you know, they are smiley and like loving and, and lovey-dovey and like nothing happened. But passive aggressive is basically disguising the aggressive responses to avoid taking responsibility. So they are doing the fight and flight process. So sometimes they fight and sometimes they just like pull away. 
So they they act in a passive way where they don't do anything, and then all of a sudden, do you see people that just explode when you tell them good morning? It's because they have been accumulating things and they become resentful. So and they can talk about other people back, like but and they fluctuate between violating other boundaries or their own boundaries back and forth. And the, I think this is the worst part because the the worst type. Uh, because you don't know where to stand. You don't know which day. Is it Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde today? You don't know which one you are going to be faced with today. And I'm talking, by the way, I'm not talking ab about any clinical diagnosis here because we're not, uh, we are not talking about medical terms here, but we're just talking about some characters and personalities. So there are assertive challenges with friends and family, specifically if you have been always a yes person. So what do you need to know from now on is to be clear and forward. If they don't know how you feel, they're not going to change their attitudes towards you. So you have to start articulating what you want in a respectful way without being pushy. You know, you have the right to want what you want. No one can tell you how to feel or how to want. And when you're talking, don't eat your words up. It's like, don't go like, meh, meh, meh. No. Be clear about it, you know, to clarify your wants and needs and intent. And you need to keep practicing assertiveness. Sometimes when I started practicing my assertiveness at a young age, believe it or not, I used to stand in front of a mirror and look at my posture and, my, and how I look in the mirror and how I'm standing, you know, and, and the, even the tone of my voice, you know. So before confronting your friends and family, just practice it, even if you have to videotape yourself to do it and then develop an assertive, positive mindset. So instead of saying, I can do this, look at what you can. Like again, co coming back to the COVID situation that we are in today, I think we are feel um, really down or we are not even that assertive and our self-esteem is, is kind of touched because we feel that we're not in control anymore because it's very uncertain. But we need to realize, we need to start thinking about what we can control. Like I always said, we control zero of what life throws at us as curveballs. But we control 100% how we react to things. We can swim or sink, like they say. And we can start reacting in a little bit of as much as we can in a positive way. So we can start thinking from I can't to think about what we can with time, you're going to get better and because you're going to see how your relationships are getting better. And there are people that will never like the fact that you are becoming assertive. So you need to really start thinking, is these are toxic people that I want to have in my life or not? Because at the end, you have to stand up for yourself to get what you want in life. And this is the only way you can help, actually help people. Whatever we have as vices or whatever we have as bad habits, if you want to call it, including when people smoke or drink or eat too much, there is something called a payoff, even if it's a bad habit. <clears throat> so we are going to go through the payoff of passiveness, for example. It's like people will praise that person of being selfless, a good sport. They will never be blamed for anything since they never take a decision or initiative. And others will feel like they want to protect them and taking under their wing and they avoid or hide or even postpone a conflict in short term 
but on the long term, what it will do, it will actually it it will actually be in a in a uh, it will it, it will cause uh, anxiety. Um, like I said, I guess I, I cut off when I was saying what is going to be posted. It's going to be posted in my Facebook group, um, Bernadette. So I will be happy to, to send you that link later on, just remind me. Uh, and then we have, this is the payoff. And the cost of being passive is we are prone to build stress, frustration, anger, uh, and people will often demand unreasonable demands on you that will cause you more stress. And you can get stuck in relationships that are not healthy or toxic. And you become what other people expect from you and that makes you lose some of your self-esteem. And it's not where we want to be. And some uh, examples of aggressive communication is like telling someone, for example, I don't know why you can see that. This is the right way to do it. Or saying I'm go it's going to be my way or not at all. Or you are just stupid if you think that will work. Or that kind of logic will sink the company. It's basically bullying people. It's my way or the highway. This is, it's what we call the shark communication style where it's pushing and it's I need to win and I don't care. It's bulldozing people in your way. The payoff of, of aggressiveness is that sometimes or most of the time you will get others to do your bidding and things will go your way and you think that you are less vulnerable because you like the feeling of being in control and you think you are releasing your tension and you feel powerful and almighty. But the cost of that is that people will resent you and they might fear you, but they won't like you and they won't respect you. And it can result in a fear of paranoia. And I say this, the more miserable people are, the more aggressive and bully they are, the more they are miserable inside and they are not happy. Because it will come that you have to maintain that control and you are unable to relax. And more, some of these people, it has been proven that inside of them, they feel inferior, deep inside at their core. And that's why they're putting a face up, trying to put other people down. People reflect who they are on other people. So if they feel like they are not worthy, they will try to make other people not feeling worthy by their aggressiveness as well. So the passive aggressive examples is like, for example, telling someone, uh, sure, Brenda, I'd be happy to write that verbal order, but back in the unit, guess what? Everybody's gonna forget it. Instead of discussing what we can do about the order, about being assertive, like, you know, maybe we should change the wording, maybe we should put some reward if someone does it, and this way people will, um, will accept it. But passive-aggressive here is agreeing, is like, I'll be happy to write it, but I want to let you know, no one is going to even care about it. That's passive-aggressive. Or I love your hair. Most people probably can tell it's a wig. Again, passive-aggressive. Or I hear what you're saying and I wouldn't want to make waves, but I just, what I will do what you say, even if someone probably will get sued. So it's about one way here, one way there, like passive aggressive. That's, that's what we mean. I'm sure we met a lot of people like that in our life. So these are certain examples of assertive communication because it's done with respect, with understanding of each other, 
to find a solution to problems and its flexible way to do it. So examples of that is to say, so what you're saying is, so you're basically inviting, you know, the opinion or the want or the feeling or the emotion of the other person. Or I would appreciate it if, like when I was like really junior, my boss, one of my first bosses and that actually taught me a lot of things is like, she will come to me and she will say, would you be open to do this? So she's inviting, you know, she knows what she wants, but she is inviting me to be part of that rather than just pushing it on me. Or saying, I can see that this is important to you and it's also important to me. Maybe we can talk more and try to find a, a solution for both of us. Again, I think, I feel, I believe that. It's all I statements. When you start telling someone, you make me feel that way. I just want to let you know that no one makes you feel anything. No one should have the power to make you feel anything. You make you feel anything. You make you let people within your boundaries so you can feel a certain way. Like no one can mess your day except you. Like, I, I know that a lot of people uh, that are on the aggressive side, they can abuse others and then say, see what you made me do? It, no one can make anyone do anything. And that's why we need to start owning who we are, accept it fully, and start practicing assertiveness. So where to start? We need to start a mindset change. It's not easy. It doesn't come overnight. So we need to have a new mental and emotional framework and to get new habits. And believe it or not, it takes 21 to 30 days to do a new habit because our brain can actually build new pathways into our brain to start new habits. So the do you have better chances if you don't catastrophize everything and supersize the issue and escalate it and overreacting because of the needness that you have to attract attention to you. And you clearly communicate your needs because guess what? People don't have a crystal ball. People might want to, might be able to help you or to give you what you want, but you're not sharing what you want. And people say, you know what? Like, they should have known, or my husband should have known better, or my wife should knows me by now. No, people cannot read your mind. You have to actually ask for what you want. And knowing that you will not be the cup of tea for everyone, and that's okay. You know, I learned through the time to love my perfect imperfections, and I don't really care if people will take it or not. Know that at times you're going to get rejected or you will have a conflict. So don't cage yourself in that space where you don't want a conflict and you don't want to be rejected and that's why you want to be nice and that's why you're not assertive. 
courage is to stand up for yourself. And this is the first step that you can do. You can develop trust and self-esteem. Most importantly, if you want to change, you want to define your why. why. Your why will be your inspiration. Why you want to change. So to guarantee that you have a commitment that will not go away, you have to undiscover why is it that you want to become assertive? Why are you doing what you're doing? And what's the payoff that you get right now from not being assertive, from not being assertive? What's your payoff? Do you think people like you better? Do you think that people think that you are a kinder person? What is it? You know, that you don't want to cause problems in your family. What is it? What is the payoff that for you not to be assertive right now? So you have to start thinking also, and you can write all that down. You know, what is holding you back from becoming assertive? What are you attached to that doesn't make you assertive? When you... I, only when you are aware of the attachment that's holding you down or what's holding you back that you can do something about it and stop it. So for example, when you say I'm doing this because I am identifying with my family on this and if I stop, they won't love me anymore and who would I be if I didn't do these things anymore? You know, and who would I be if I started voicing my opinions? It's the fear that your family will separate itself from you. So you need to start being genuine and honest with yourself. What's holding you back? And when we change, we are between two powers, right? Like if I change, this will happen. The pain of changing and the pain of not changing. And the pain of not changing has always to be higher than the pain of changing. And this will be your motivation to actually change yourself and do something. And only you can decide that. Only you can decide that. So you need to recognize the fear that to be feel detached, to feel judged, to feel ridiculed, to feel embarrassed, to feel hated, to feel, um, you know, not liked. So what we need to do with fear, first of all, fear are fake elements appearing real. So what we need to deal with feel first. To deal with the feel first is basically uh, you need to face the fear. You need to name it. You need to claim it. You need to release it. You need to reinvent it and journal it. What does that mean? Meaning that writing down what's holding you up and what's, what wants, what are your attachment, you need to face that fear, okay? And you need to name it. It's like, is it a fear of ridicule? Is it a fear of not being liked? Is it a fear of judgment? Is it a fear of losing my family? You need to name it and then claim it, say, yeah, I own this. I own that this is my fear. I cannot run away from it. And only when you claim it, you don't have that fear anymore. And then you release it because, you know what? I'm taking my chances because the pain of not changing is bigger than the pain of changing. And then maybe we can use this fear and reinvent it. And how do we reinvent it? When we have fear, our brain goes to the worst case scenario. 
right? So we can use that worst case scenario as a window into our future and prepare for that worst case scenario. So whatever happens from now to that worst case scenario, it's actually a win. So we are trying to reinvent how we deal with the fear in our brain. Journaling everything specifically when you are ready for a change is very important. Because when you write your feelings and your thoughts, you actually are detaching them from your brain and you become an observer to these feelings. And when you detach yourself from the emotions and feelings, you can take better decision-making. Remember, we are not our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. We experience them. We are not our fears, but we feel them. So this is what I want you to do, to become kind of first point of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. So the more self-aware that you build in yourself, the more you can actually can fight fear and make it your friend. I call it F to F, fear to friend, because it can be your window to the future. So where to start? This is an exercise that I'm going to give you to do, you know, and I do it at least once a week now. Stand in front of a mirror with hands on your hip and head high. Take a couple of deep breaths and tell yourself, looking straight in the eye, I stand up for myself. I respect myself. Five times. And then repeat that through the days. Some people will call these affirmations. And some people call it's woohoo out there. It's like, let's sing Kumbaya and hold hands and lighten up candles where all that is great. But this is actually have a scientific meaning because affirmations, when you have affirmations, it communicates to your brain, to your, because our brain 75% is unconscious and 25% is conscious. And the conscious will always find the way to do whatever the conscious is thinking, is telling it to do. And the brain doesn't know the difference between positive and negative. So the more affirmation, the more positive things we're gonna tell our conscious and we're gonna, by repeating it becomes part of our unconscious, our conscious will find a way to do it. For example, when I mean that it doesn't know the negative from positive, if I'm trying to lose weight and I, kept, I keep telling myself, don't eat sweets, don't eat sweets. My brain cannot understand don't eat. All what it hear is sweets. So it will eat more. And that's why people sometimes on, uh, on diet can't understand why they're not losing weight because they're, uh, they, are losing, they are using the wrong formatting. So in order for you to change and to build a new habit, you need to start with the positive. You need to start with what you want, not what you don't want. So for me, instead of saying, don't eat sweets, I would say healthy, eat healthy, 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 you know, and that's why, and the more our brain needs to see or hear something for at least seven times, so it can become part of the subconscious part of it. And the best part, believe it or not, to make your affirmations work is before you close your eyes, you repeat it three to five times. I am assertive, I am assertive, I am assertive. And it will take the whole night to work on your subconscious. 
Because when you do affirmations, you're basically flooding your brain with positive chemicals like oxytocin and serotonin, you know, and, and that these hormones make you even happier. So your body wants to be like that again. So the more you feel that, the more your body wants to repeat it again. And that's the, actually the neuroscience behind of how we can change habits, including how to become more assertive. These are some techniques of assertiveness. Broken record or what we call desk scripting. So what's broken record? Broken record is basically knowing something that you want and keep repeating it over and over and over in the same tone, but you need to rehearse it. And, you know, and it's exactly what you need or want. So for example, I, I'm going to share an example. We wanted to return something one day and the girl on the cashier would not return it. And no, you got it online. You have to return it. And I kept, it was a bike. And I kept telling her, I need to return this bike here. And she would like say whatever she has to say. I would say again, I need to return this bike here. I'm not kidding you seven or eight times. And she got so frustrated, you know? So I told her, I really appreciate your help so far. And I think we came to an impasse. Can I speak to your manager, please? And of course she jumped up and down and she goes, she's gonna tell you the same thing I, I just told you because this is our policy. I thought, I appreciate that. And I, you might be right. I still need to talk to your manager. I didn't get angry. I didn't get upset. And I kept saying, I need to return the bike. Guess what happened? I returned the bike there because there is always a way on doing things. I did not push my way through. I did not scream and yell. I did not diminish her. I did not insult her, you know, and though like my, ugh, I was getting so upset, but I still didn't. I, all what I kept doing is like a broken record. I need to return the bike now. Try it sometimes. The second one is desk scripting. So D is to describe what is happening to you from your own point of view. The E is express how you're feeling. The S is be specific about what you like to happen, leave it as a result. And the C is the consequences, what will happen if you don't get what you want. And it's not a threat, but just say how you're gonna feel if you don't get it. So it's, it's, it's discussing your feeling and how it affects your feeling basically. Like for example, you might remember the college days, you might tell your roommate playing your CD really loud again, that's the D. It's really getting on my nerves and distracting me while I'm trying to write my assessment. This is the E. I had like you to turn it down, please. That's the S or the results. If you don't, I will play some music with high volume later while you are trying to watch your favorite TV show. This is the consequences of what's gonna happen. So desk, D-E-S-C, describe what's happening, express how it's making you feel, say what you would like to happen or the result and the consequences if it's not gonna happen. So these are the solutions. Let's start with the solutions now. The first step is if you really don't like how you behave in a certain way where the pain of not changing is bigger than the pain that changing, you can control your habits and you can change actually your habits. For example, if your friend that is always late coming to lunch shows up 
you know, at 20 minutes late to your lunch, the inappropriate way to say is like, oh my God, you're so rude. You're always late. So being assertive is say, you were supposed to meet at 1130, but now it's 1150. And then the inappropriate way, again, that's emotional leverage. Now lunch is room. But assertive communication will be, now I have less time to spend with you because I have to be back at work at one. See the difference in the way we're talking? And you still said what you wanted to say. So the first one, first thing is that you need to want to change because no one is going to make you change except you. You need to be crystal clear about what you want. Like we said in the desk, you describe clearly the behavior and the action that is at hand. Talk about the situation. And if you don't like it, talk about it and don't attack the person. And express why you're talking about it and what you want to happen and the consequences that you have. Consider your feelings, your opinion, your wants, as well as the other people in front of you. Use your empathy. Put yourself in other people's shoes, even if they're not doing that. It's about you. You deal with people as you. You do not, people with peop you do not deal with people as they are. You deal with people as you. Leverage what you have to have a win-win situation. And then, like we said before, use I statement. When you say you, you are putting the other person on the defensive right, right away. Like, you make me angry. You are the reason why I'm not making progress. You are the reasons why I, I don't feel self-confident. Guess what? No one can make you feel self-confident except yourself. So if you start with the I, the focus starts more on how you're feeling and how you are affected. So you, there is less blame on the other person. And at the same time, you're taking accountability, responsibility, and ownership of your reaction, emotions, and need. So it's not all on them. You can disagree in, a, in an empathetic way to get your point through. You don't have to destroy the person or their opinion because they don't agree with you. Like, for example, I always say this. Some people say, I'm just honest. Honesty can be cruelty. So there is a way and there is a way. So we need also, when we are learning to be assertive, we learn to be also how to be empathetic and kind and use the I statement. Like, and we can ask for clarification or no sarcasm at all. So I want to make sure I understand. Can you please repeat that? Or can I repeat what I just heard to make sure that I understood? Like, for example, if I'm going in a discussion with my husband, I would start with, like, I love you with all my heart. In this situation, I felt this. So I start with love. I start with positive. So I don't put him in a defensive, and it, it goes out of whack. The discussion goes out of whack. You need to sometimes assure people that they are still loved, you know, that they're not going to lose you, but at least to show them, you know, that, that you're there, you know, that, that you're coming from a place of love, not of attacking. You also need to stand, assertiveness is to stand your ground. Your needs are valid for you and all the emotions that we feel are valid no matter what. And that's why we need to establish these ground rules and boundaries from the get-go. And we can offer alternatives. Maybe we can do this can be done or this can be done or this can be done so the person doesn't feel cornered. 
and always keep calm. Even if before the discussion, you need to do deep, deep breathing. Like you inhale from your nose, you retain it or you hold it and then exhale from your mouth. Do it three, four times. 15 seconds, it's all that it takes to reset your brain from any feelings that you're feeling to neutral. Angry, frustrated, whatever it is, 15 to 30 seconds, that's all you need. That means three to five deep breathings. And it will kick from the survival mode of the brain to the emotional part, to the logical part of the brain. 30 seconds, that's all you need. It's, it's, it's perfectly fine to ask why, like if you feel a demand or a request is out there, you know, maybe that person has something else in mind that you cannot see at the moment. So it's always preferable that you ask in a positive note and tone, you know, why do they want you to do this now? You know, and like I said, no is good and complete answer, especially if it's not, um, Dora, I'll get to you in a second. So you don't feel obligated to always justify or explain your opinions. And then, so this is a general formula that we can use if we are still new on building assertive communication. So the general formula, it's, it's like when you, and, and actually uh, I will change that and I will start with, and I, and I put the contrast here because this is how people usually tell you to do when you, I usually start with I feel. I drop, I drop the when you. So I feel, and you say how you feel, because, and then you say why you feel that way and what you want as an alternative. And you need to be very specific. So we'll start with I feel or I felt because what I want need from you is. And you can keep working with that as you go. So for an um, example of that, when you arrive late, I have to wait and I feel frustrated. Can I count on you to be on time next time? Or when you tell the kids they can do something that I have already forbidden, some of my authority as a parent is taken away and I feel undermined. Yeah. So I would start with I feel because and what you want as a result. Do not stand on the edge of your glory. You, know, you have so much inside of you that you can offer to other people, but other people will not know unless you are assertive and stand up for yourself. For yourself. Your success is right here, right now. You know, so claim it, own it. Love your perfect imperfection, you know, and, and, and I, like I said, not everybody is gonna, is gonna like you. Not everybody is gonna appreciate what you can to offer and it's okay. It's okay. Thanks for listening to reinvent yourself to greatness with Sahara Andrade. Tune in next week for even more inspiration and tools to create the happy life you've always wanted. Go to www.reinventyourselftogreatness.com or send us an email at info at reinventyourselftogreatness.com. See you next time.